Genesis 19, turn there. I wish I had time just to spend much time here because it is the basis for the trouble we're having in our world. You need to make sure that you go home sometime, sit down, and devour Romans chapter 1. Devour it. When you do, you'll find out how it started and why it got in the condition. I'm talking about the world got in the condition it's in right now. We're in a mess, folks. And it got that way years ago, and we have done in these last several generations, we've had nobody stand up and be the man of God for the hour. And um, maybe it's the fact that we're not going to repent, and God don't want to waste a good man on a bunch of hard hearts, and he's just letting us go into the judgment. I'm not sure. Because uh, judgment's coming to this world. And if you're saved, you're going to be a part of it. You see, we, we get caught. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. So all of us get, uh, uh, when, the, when God's judgment comes, uh, when we go to war and we have Christian men in, uh, in our, on our battlefields and we have atheists on our battlefields, we wonder sometimes why did that atheist live and that Christian man die? Those are questions I can't answer other than say this, he's better off not atheist. Yeah, he, he's, they, 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 you know, the atheists do have a holiday, don't you? April Fool's Day, that's it. They ain't got nobody to pray to, ain't got nobody to worship, ain't got, isn't that horrible to have a life like that? So, Lot had every advantage that a young man could possibly have. He had Abraham, who was a godly uncle. He had, Abraham let him come along, which was a mistake. Abraham should not have let Lot come with him, but he did. And Abraham even allowed Lot to progress and to be uh, productive and to have flocks and to have herds and to do very well for himself. Abraham was a generous man. He wasn't greedy to the bone. And so eventually it come to the place to where the workers were at odds with each other. Well, I work for Abraham, so you ain't telling me what to do. You know, and you can just kind of imagine what was going on. And so he said, Abraham prayed and talked to God, and the Bible says he got, takes a lot, and he says, you, you, you pick your direction, and whichever direction you pick, I'll go the other. We'll we'll." Look in those days to head. And so Lot chose this direction that what was included in that direct direction was Sodom and Gomorrah. He didn't have to choose that. He could have chose something else, right? Abraham did an opposite thing. So when he gets there, the Bible says that two angels, you know, came to Sodom and even, right? 
probably in the, during the evening meal or le- at night. They went to sleep very early in those days because they worked very hard during the day. And, and so Lot sat in the gate. Somehow he had run for public office, got elected or got appointed, and now there he was sitting in the gate charging people to come into the town or, or making them do certain things to get, get to, be, to become a part of their trade that they was coming to do inside of Sodom. And their light sets. There he sets. And his family is going to pot. His family's in a mess. His wife, she is... All messed up with Sodom women. All messed up. His kids all messed up with Sodom education. And then God says to Abraham, they're crying for me to fix things. Some will send my two angels down there and we're going to see how they treat them. And so that's kind of where we want to uh, I'm just kind of getting you started for where we are tonight. Are y'all okay? All right. Uh, the Bible says in verse 15, or verse 13, that it said, you better get out of this place and you bring your family out of this place because it's going to be destroyed. Now, we figured last week there was at least eight and possibly 10, and maybe even more than that in the family, that's why Abraham landed on that number. Because he thought, surely Lot has won his own family to Jesus. Surely he had. I don't know about you and how it was at your house, but when my kids were born, I wasn't saved when Sharon I got saved right before Sharon was born uh, while Pat was pregnant. And I, 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 I got saved and she got, uh, she was born on Easter Sunday. I wanted to name her Bunny. My wife didn't like that. So she didn't get that name. But anyway, uh, it, in my heart, after I gave my heart to Christ, and I saw what God had done in my life. And I saw God had cleaned up my mouth. And God had taken the alcohol and the filth and the gambling and all the other filthy sins in my life. He had taken them away. And the first thing I started to do was to pray for Sharon A to be saved. And then a year later, uh, Angie comes or in a year and a half and and first thing I do is start praying she should be saved. You say, well, that's city preacher. They can't get saved today. I didn't say they could. But I can tell you this, praying for them every day ought to be our experience because if we can't get our family into heaven, we're certainly not going to reach anybody else for Jesus Christ. So Lot... In Abraham's mind, surely he got his family right. But when it come time to leave, you know what happens. There's only he and his two daughters, well, his wife, 
that God turned her in a pillar of salt because he told her not not to look back. When you leave this place, you don't look back. You don't look back. Listen, folks, when you get saved, it's the same way. When you leave your life of sin, you don't look back. You keep going. And you don't stop. You keep going straight. This is called backsliding. And you can backslide to the point where it's miserable in your life. Lot was about as backslidden as you could be. The Bible really don't use the word backslidden except in the Old Testament. But the word is like uh, sliding backwards. And we a good illustration of it is our day. If any of you have ever try, uh, tried to load cattle on, uh, on a small bed truck, with sideboards on it, and 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 you've got a, a rail, you've got a, a rail bed, and, and you try to get that those cow, their hooves are are wet, and they're sliding, and they keep sliding back, and they weigh so much you can't push them up. It's a mess. You know what I'm talking about? You farm boys do, right? Man, I've tried, I've hot sticked them, I've done everything, you know, to get them up, and and finally you get them in there. So that means this. That means when you get somebody really, really backsliding and all they'll say, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to quit that, listen, put the hot stick to them. Put the hot stick to them. Let them pull it. Let them see you pulling in the driveway. Let them crawl under the bed to keep from having to talk to you. Now, if they're not saved, you don't treat lost people like that saved people are treated that are backslidden are treated far better than they were in the Bible Bible wouldn't even let us eat with them Bible wouldn't even let us socialize with them Bible wouldn't let us have any part of a backslider but of lost people God wants us to reach am I, am I helping anybody tonight so this city life seemed to always mess people in the Bible up. They'd go from the desert or they'd go from the wilderness or they'd go from maybe a, a valley or a mountaintop and then they would wind up in a city and city life always messed them up. I was riding, had to go to Nashville so many times now since uh, since we got sick and, and uh you know, I was just looking the other day, the difference at the Nashville skyline now has just changed so much and it's growing so much. And I, every night, you know, on the news, they'll show something about the skyline and how beautiful this is and what kind of parade they're going to have and what kind of gathering they're going to have and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? If I'm not mistaken... We've moved up to where Memphis is in crime and in murder. And Memphis was number six in the nation. So, folks, we're not accomplishing too much because you know why? Let me tell you why. Everybody in town said, we're going to move out of town because it's too bad and rough in here. You reckon if somebody 
that loved Jesus would have walked across the street and witnessed to their neighbor, and the other guy down the street walked across the street and witnessed his neighbor, you think things might be a little bit different? I preached on, I believe it was Shelby Avenue Baptist Church or somewhere down in there, bars on the windows. Week before the preacher's house, somebody shot and had a bullet hole right in the front. Ever since that day, I've packed. I've been packing. And uh, I, I got to thinking, God, what this used to be in Nashville, one of the nicest places to live. You could think the neighborhood was nice. You didn't think about those things. But there's something about city life that changes us when you dwell there. Can I get amen? It does. And let me tell you why. Because God said you are the salt of the earth. Now, if you're not going to salt the earth, what does God say? He said it will be thrown down on the ground knowing it kills everything it touches and it will be used as a path, not to God, but something people walk on every day. And friends, a lot of people stepping on Jesus' people every day. And so Lot had one witness. His name was, I mean, Sodom had one witness. His name was Lot, but he'd lost all his respect. What salt that they did have had lost its savor. The faucet of God's blessings had been turned off. No protection for the city without the Lord. Do you remember what the Bible says? The Lord built it. You see, there's no protection for the city without the Lord. You can find that in Psalm 127, verse number one. And, and in fact, it, it really is one of my one of my real favorite Psalms, and I hope it will become one for you, but let me just say, when the Lord turned again from captivity, we were like them that dream. In other words, when you get taken out of your home or your homeland or your hometown, what happened? You dream of going back or you dream of the things that happened there. And they were such patriots, they wanted to go back. Look, then was our mouth filled with laughter. When they all got together and got to thinking about going back, they got to laughing and their tongue was filled with singing. And then they said among them, heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. And the Lord hath done great things for us. Wherefore, we are glad. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Now listen, here it goes. So they were in captive, they couldn't accomplish anything. Now with me? But if they can just get back home, look what's going to happen. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing judgment, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. 
You see, I'm going to tell you something. You might be backslidden and you might not have much time or much use for God's church or God's preachers or God's teachers or God's work in the church, but there's going to come a day you're going to mourn over the fact that you're not the way it used to be. You don't sing like you used to. You don't praise like you used to. You don't shout like you used to. You don't read the book like you used to. You don't preach like you used to, and you will long for those days again but no no today though we've come up with a new idea you can't have those days again I tell you I think you can so there's no protection for the city and there's no praise in the city without the righteous that's Proverbs eleven ten. you look that up there's no progress in the city without the upright you wouldn't it, why can't Congress and the Senate, at least somebody get it? Uh, you're not going to progress in the cities and today without New York and L.A., I reckon we just wouldn't have a world because that's everything that's talked about. And D.C., what, what, if you, that's a mess, that's a mud hole, what it is. And you'd think after looking at all they looked at and then looked at the Constitution, I heard a guy on Christian radio the other day, and he was speaking, and he said the founders of our country did not have God in mind when they wrote our Constitution. What's wrong with you, boy? Go get a brain. God, they had God all over their mind when they wrote it. In fact, most of them were preachers. And even those who weren't Christians like Benjamin Franklin, who wasn't maybe a, a believer like we think, like we would be, but yet he respected God. And you know who called the first national day of prayer? He did even though he wasn't saved. He did. Isn't that good? You would think somebody would get it because there's no progress in the city without the upright. Proverbs 11, verse 11a, the A part of that verse. And then there's no preservation in the city without the blessed. Proverbs 11b, 1111b. Okay, look at that, the last part of that verse. Have you noticed that the ministry of Acts, listen to me, where was the ministry in Acts mostly located? Cities. Y'all ain't hearing me. See, I, I, my watch quit on me a while ago. And I had to bring the phone, so I'm sorry. It's just uh, one of those things that happens. And if somebody calls me, I'll answer it, and you can talk to them like that other guy that we had here that day. <laughs> I ought to be killed, right? <laughs> but, um, folks, when you lose your witness, that means you've lost your respect. 
Lot had lost his witness because he lost his respect. Uh, let's look. Not only did Lot lose his witness, but secondly, Lot lost his world. Write that down. Lot lost his world. Y'all seeing it? Verse 15 through 25. Now, in verse 14, we see his respect shot. But in verse 15 through 25, we see his resistance. Sodom city life can break down all the resistance to sin in your life. City life has something about it that breaks down the barriers of sin. I, I watch, you know, I I know some of it's probably not good to watch, but I, I, I don't have any children in my home, and my dog's old enough, he understands. And I, I like to show Blue Bloods. I, I don't get to see all of it, but I, I like to watch Blue Bloods. And, and, and I've noticed on there that, you know, they're always proud of being an Irish Catholic. And they proud of their heritage, proud of their heritage. And that's okay. But being an Irish Catholic means that there comes a time where you have your first drink with your old son. First thing you do is you baptize that baby. And as far as the Catholics are concerned, that baby is going to heaven. If there's anything more unbiblical than that, you show it to me. And yet they say that the Virgin Mary was on the same level as the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet she called him Lord. So folks, listen to me. City life will get you. I notice what, we do, what are we doing in Nashville? Where do we want people to come in Nashville? You see, we don't have any singing anymore in Nashville unless you pay $40 a ticket. You know what I'm saying? We don't have shows now. We, 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 we could have done some things like Branson did, but no, we couldn't do that. You know what we're famous for? Our bars. Yeah, bring them and show them my bars. I've seen some of you down there. You know what I'm talking about. You heard somebody back there said, all right, I need to check that out. That's... I mean, here you go. You want to take your family, have a nice meal. You've been blessed. Somebody's maybe helped you go down and eat the spaghetti factory or, or somewhere like that down there. But you can't go down there with your children or your grandchildren without walking by bar after bar after bar after bar. From Tootsie's on down. I didn't say I hadn't been down there, but I hadn't been down there since I've been saved. 
Because then it was called Printer's Alley. And you couldn't print what was in that alley, I'm telling you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but look what it says. When the morning arose and the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, what's wrong with him? The world is about to be destroyed. He's lingering. I'm getting out of Dodge, folks. And you know, a good thing about us, we don't even have to worry about that because God's going to get us out of Dodge. That's a good thing. And so, but he's resisting. He, he, he was reluctant to leave a place that God couldn't stand. I see folks lingering on the things of God all the time. It's usually because of their own personal selfishness. Lingering. He was lingering. But then in verse 18, we see him laughing. Lot said to them, oh, not so, my Lord. Never say not so to Jesus. Oh, that's a dumb move. Don't say, not so, to Jesus, okay? Can we agree on that? All right. So we see him lingering, and we see him longing in verse number 18. City life was what he loved and what he lusted for. He couldn't imagine going back to tents and living with shepherds and instead of the mountains. He couldn't think of losing his city that he had become the governor over. He just couldn't stand the thought of it. He had at least had to have a place with a restaurant and a Walmart and a pet mart and a mall. How can you leave all that stuff? I'm going to visit my wife's grave after she dies at Walmart. <laughs> In fact, I might put two coffee. If I'm still alive, she's probably going to, I'm, I'm going to beat her, I imagine, but I'm going to put uh, about six or eight of those shopping carts at the end of the casket right here. <laughs> Walmart. Now, a lot of that stuff she gets is for me. So y'all can put some some casket, some of those buggies in mine too. But folks, listen to me. God is merciful. And look at Genesis 19, 16, and we'll be done, okay? Look, and while he lingered, oh, what a foolish move. If you're here tonight lost, why are you lingering? Why are you waiting? What are you waiting on? God to sit there in his mercy and his grace and his long-suffering, and he's called you. Why don't you come? Look, look, he, he keeps on. Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. We know Lot was saved. We don't know about any of the rest of them. Because over in Peter, 
He tells us that he was just. That means justified. But you couldn't look at him and tell he was saved. No, he, he, did, he didn't look any more saved than some of these playboys we've got around the world today. He was lingering. And then verse 23, we see him landing. He was lingering. He was longing. And finally in verse number 23, the sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zohar. Now, I'm through. Listen, he ended into Zohar. Make sure I cut this thing off so it don't go off. And y'all wonder what in the world's going on here. I don't have any friends, so they won't nobody call me probably anyway. But. You know what Zohar means? Zoar means a little bitty place. But God, I had a big place. No. You got a little bitty place. But being in that little bitty place saved him from the judgment of God. I'm probably going to say something right here. I, I shouldn't say, but I'm, I just feel led to say it. I hear people say all the time these things. Well, you just don't know my children. My children, you just do not know because nobody can handle my children. My children is, is different from others. You cannot handle my children because they've got ADD or, or you know, uh, OCD, and I've got all that. My daddy handled me real good. I mean, with a handle. And when you hear people start saying that, you know what they're doing? They're trying to excuse the fact they've been sorry as a parent. And I won't give a word of advice that God just laid on my heart this afternoon. And, and, and I've had a horrible day as far as getting my mind right. I just had a difficult day. And, and I, but the Lord laid on my heart, if I was in a situation, I believe, to where I just flat couldn't control. And I'm not talking about a few days or a few weeks or a month or a year even. But if I was in a situation to where it looked like if I didn't do something, it was going to be absolutely hopeless for my family, I believe I'd load up the truck and head to Beverly. Don't you think? I, except I'd do it in reverse. I'd load up the truck and head to the hills. I'd find me a little bitty place. And that's where I'd raise my family. A little bitty place. You see, little bitty places don't have printer's alley. Little, little, little bitty places. Now, they, they got some steels. 
But that's okay. Enough people's died from that poison that there's not too many folks close to them anymore except those people who sell it to you over the bar. Uh, something else, but they sell it to you. I believe I'd find me just a little bitty place and say, you girls have been absolutely ridiculous. You have been rotten in what you've done. We're getting out of here. We're finding us not only this little place. We're getting out away from everybody, and this is where we're going to build our family. Not only that, I'd have went down to my Uncle Abraham and I fell on my face before him and said, I've been a reckless fool. I haven't obeyed God. I've disobeyed God in every commandment that I could. I haven't worshipped God. I hadn't surrendered to God. I hadn't lived for God. And Abraham, would you help me? Would you please help me to walk with God? I'll go any little place you want me to go. I need to walk with God. 